What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Roar. <laughs> <laughs> he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, I think you need to get some more oxygen in your system. I think I'm, I don't have enough oxygen in my brain right now. I've had a morning, everyone. I dropped a full, large cold brew on my carpet. I've spent an hour trying to clean it up. I almost just hit it. I saved, dude, I just got this new computer. We talked about it on the last draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. You guys can go check that out on that feed right now. Please go subscribe over there and listen to that. Um, I got a cold brew this morning, Eric. Uh, we are, today we are reviewing um, Alexander Aja's Oxygen, starring Melanie Laurent, Matthew Almarak, Malik Zidi. Um, but this morning, Eric, we'll get to that in a second. Spilt a large cold brew on my carpet. Uh, luckily, silver lining, I just got this new computer. I talked about it, like I just said, on the last uh, full podcast. I tipped it to the right. If I would have tipped it to the left, brand new computer would have had coffee all over it. Brand new keyboard would have had coffee all over it. So I guess I lucked out there, but then we were just about to record right before I spilt this coffee and I delayed this by like an hour. And now this is take three of, of well, it's actually this. take four. This is, Sorry. this is, this is the fourth yeah. recording. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just want to go back to, uh, you spilling your cold brew on the carpet, uh, mm-hmm. The cold brew in question was from Tim Hortons, was it, it not? It was, yeah. So yeah. did the carpet fully absorb it or reject the liquid? No, it, uh, it absorbed it, just like I assumed. Fascinating, um, fascinating. But then it, my, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge, we can go on, this is more of a main show um, conversation. No, please do, a, I, I kind of like this review. and I feel like we'll have a shorter show with this because we have to tiptoe around certain things Spoilers with this review. Stuff, which is also why it's take three, because yeah. I didn't realize. Um uh i tim hortons i have a bone to pick with them their coffee tastes like shit yep um their breakfast sandwiches surprisingly decent their hash browns middle of the road mcdonald's hash browns are better um they're but they're like biscuit breakfast sandwiches because the thing here in in canada everyone if if you're not from canada um we don't have biscuit sandwiches at mcdonald's where in the u.s you can get a biscuit sandwich but at tim hortons you can get a biscuit sandwich so their sausage biscuit breakfast sandwich real good at tim hortons they just switched their egg so they have a real egg now and not whatever the fuck else they were serving before <laughs> a genetically um, modified uh but their coffee usually trash they just introduced a new cold brew um which is okay it's like better than their normalized coffee personally well, your carpet like seem to love it yeah and my carpet just like and i yeah carpet sucks too but like we're in this house and it's got carpet everywhere because it's just the cheapest version of you know the the cookie cutter you know uh townhouse that they built um so it's like this gray carpet and it's comfortable on your feet and shit but like i spilled a coffee and just (laughs) and i was like oh no and i spent like an hour cleaning it up and luckily i had like some pet spray and and other things but you know much like melanie laurent in this movie a lot of stuff going on i'm trying to solve problem solve on the fly I'm, i'm i feel like i'm buried alive you know um, Except you have more anyways. room to kind of maneuver uh, in yeah. a situation. And the whole reason why you went to Tim Hortons is because it's in walking distance of your home. Yeah, You're a Starbucks Bucks boy. Yeah, you know. and I, I, during the pandemic, I started, um, you know, just making cold brew at home. So, like, I don't really go out unless I'm, like, out of cold brew and I forgot to make some. And I've been, like, a basic, like, 
a basic B during this whole thing. I moved down from like, you know, Starbucks coffee to just, you know, ordering coffee on Amazon to make my cold brew. And now I just get like fucking Folgers or Maxwell house. And I'm like, that's good enough. It's like $6 for this giant tin of it. And I just make like a giant thing of cold brew and it tastes pretty good. So, you know, but then every once in a while you get the old, the old Trenty, you know? Right. Well, you got to treat yourself, you know, every now and then. We spent five minutes not talking anything about this movie, so. Right. But I think it's good to set up context of where we are emotionally and what headspace we're in. Like (laughs) Melanie Laurent's character, when she wakes up and realizes she doesn't know who she is or where she is uh, in the film. Oxygen, directed by Alexander Aja, who seems to have a fascination with characters in isolated locations. You look at High Tension, uh, his remake of The Hills Have Eyes, and even more recently uh, with Crawl. Crawl. Um, You know, high concept horror thrillers that are in one or two main locations with the cast sort of being put through the ringer. And in this case, you, you know, it's all on Melanie Laurent from uh, Inglorious Bastards and uh, Mike Mills. Start to finish, basically just her. Yeah. And, and those are some of the most, I think, difficult movies to make because one, it all relies on the actor that you've cast and, and what kind of performance you're going to get. And then two, you know, you think about like, okay, what are the obstacles that you're putting in front of the character? Um, and and what kind of problem solving is there going to be? And and can that be sustained in an hour and a half of of you know running time in, in, in a feature? And and with that, like, I mean, obviously you think of something like buried or 127 hours or even you know movies that have more mobility like castaway or i am legend or you know other films that kind of have the idea of claustrophobia with like does boot or Or isolation or isolation like even even john carpenter's the thing where like part of this score there were there was a couple of of um sort of music cues or moments near the end of this movie that felt like they were taken directly from prince of darkness um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, we haven't nope, really had we much lost time to talk about like, what is our, going, our thoughts um, are uh, on the know, film, but we also have to be careful in terms of talking about the plot. So that's kind of why we gave um, a very brief Eric was synopsis that there the score because it seems like it was from Prince of Darkness. Part of you know, um, our, I saw a bit of that sort of conversation too. I mean, here. Yeah, the, you're, no, you're, you, we lost you, so I took over, baby. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> you were gone for a good 10, 15 seconds. Um, today is. Just, I was just saying to the audience who's still listening. Well, it's like it's like oxygen. <laughs> Where you know yeah. she's she's trying to communicate with other people uh, through and this cryogenic. Up. Yeah, product. are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I almost spoiled it again. <laughs> I was gonna say something. You can't help yourself, uh, Matt. You're just. You're- I'm just like guys. Again, like I said, today's been a morning, and we do have very specific things that we have to kind of tiptoe and dance around in the movie. So yeah, because um, we were given an embargo, but also um, a, a, a two plot points, spoiler wise, that we can't talk about. But they are also integral to the plot, so it's hard mm-hmm. not to kind of get into those specifics when critiquing the film because I think that those are two important aspects. So we're going to have to be cryptic uh, with our cryo uh, uh, tube review here. So it, I actually really like this movie uh, quite a bit, and I think again, like it all comes down to 
the performance and yeah. the isolation and the claustrophobia that you feel, the visceral sort of quality that you feel. Now, is this a movie that we've seen a bunch of times before? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's nothing new in terms of the genre, the subgenre that it's in. Um, but I think it does it really well. And I actually kind of like that, you know, Alexander Aja is making these smaller, more refined movies that have a, a darkness to them, but aren't mm-hmm. as nasty as something like High Tension or The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And you yeah. kind of root for, you know, the characters in these situations with both Crawl and in in this, and, and a little bit in the produced movie that he did, uh, P2, uh, the parking lot film. Um, so, like, it, I, I do find that it is fascinating that it is less of a horror movie in the sense of like, it's there's nothing supernatural or there's no, you know, serial killer, but it's all sort of good scares though. There was, um, yeah. like jump, jump scares. There was one good jump scare that caught me off guard that I was like, Oh, okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> That's, uh, was not expecting that, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I don't think I, I maybe liked it as much as you did, but, um, I think it's difficult to pull off a movie like this, right? Like when it is, I mean, even something like um, recently we reviewed 7,500 Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the, in the cockpit, right? Like that's kind of, uh, and that movie I don't think even works as well as, as this does. And and you mentioned Buried and a few others as well. And and I quite like Buried, but, and I, and I like this, I dug it. And I like Melanie Laurent a lot, which is, I think what carries the movie because I, I do feel at times it, it, it kind of, Again, when you have a single location, you know, very claustrophobic, literally, you know, actually pretty creative in its cinematography and how it kind of shows the space, but really this singular kind of shot of her in this, you know, cryo chamber. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it, but I, I did ultimately like it. I just found um, some of the stuff that we can't talk about, like the actual you know, overarching plot of the movie to be kind of predictable and, and a little underwhelming of, um, you know, it's, it's shrouded in mystery, um, and her trying to figure out again, like you said, who she is and what's going on and why she's in this place and where she is and all that kind of stuff. And I could just kind of see it from a mile away or from the minute that the the movie started. So I just, well, even like us talking you, about it, right? Like, I feel like people yeah. can kind of clue in if you've seen these kind of movies before, you kind mm-hmm. of can get an idea just by the plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. But I did like, um, uh, the AI that she was working with and kind of the way that this, like, again, something like buried, which is very literal of someone being, you know, buried alive in a coffin. And, um, but when you add this kind of sci-fi element in, in this chamber that, you know, has an AI system talking to her and, um, can do different things where you have like an arm coming out and it's trying to jab her with a needle and it gives you some of those tense kind of horror moments. Yeah. And it's kind of got a fun, kind of horror vibe to it which you you know aja is so good at where you she's kind of maneuvering around this kind of arm that's trying to jab her with a needle or try to kind of either stop her from doing things or or different stuff like that and and i kind of liked those moments i just found like you know the overall like i mentioned mystery and kind of the flashbacks and the like the stuff with you know her life and things like that i just that kind of ripped me out of it and i know you need those kind of things in sort of in a movie like this because if it was legitimately just her on the phone with people or her um in this thing um it it probably would get 
old very quickly. So you need to kind of pull people out of there and show them bits and pieces of, you know, what was going on in her life. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I overall, I, I, I liked it. I just am kind of mostly indifferent. And I think it goes back to what you said. Like, I, I we've seen this movie before. Uh, the The plot never really hooked me because from the beginning, I'll go, oh, this is probably what's happening. And then that's pretty much what was happening. And, um, and then I'm like, okay. And then it was over. <laughs> so I, right. I don't know. Like I, I did, I like Aja and I like him more and more with ever like, like what you said, like his Hills have eyes remake and, um, and things like that. He's I, I directed really... some crap too. I mean, like yeah. he, he directed mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland, which was terrible. Not a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the life and death of, uh, uh, Louis Drax, the ninth and like, you know, like he's, but, but I mean, like, I even really kind of like enjoyed, like, we, we made the joke when we were reviewing, uh, Crawl. Like, but I like Piranha 3D. Exactly. Too, he's right? great at yeah. aquatic horror. Like, he's, he's really, really good at that. And he's also, I think, has a strong suit with very sort of small, sort of high concept thrillers that take place in only a couple locations that pit, you know, a character against a situation. And, and even the way that, Milo interacts with Laurent's character, yeah. you know, like it's not a sinister program. It's not like no. Hal sort of becoming omnipresent and sort of, you know, the mission, it's just doing its job and it's how you interface with this program yeah. that makes the, the, you know, especially in a, in a high He's stress situation. not inherently situation. evil or sentient and going, I'm going to kill you. Kind yeah. Of thing. Even He's though just the, like- the, 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 the casting of Matthew Omlerich, uh, you know, who looks like Roman Polanski and, and has been in tons of movies with like, you know, Steven Spielberg's Munich and and more recently he was uh, always looks villainous. <laughs> yeah, the Parisian father of uh Olivia Cook in Sound of Metal. Um yeah, he has that menacing look and even that voice, you know, is 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 very sort of uh has a, a sinister kind of affectation to him. Um but I think that, like again, it works, and and it's not, yeah. it's it's user error than than it is, and and it's again, you know, joking high tension. You know, you're you're yeah. in a high tension situation where yeah. you know you're not you're trying to figure straight. out how to use this thing, not necessarily how it's trying to work against you. Yeah, and when you only have thirty three percent of of oxygen to begin with, you know, you're 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 you have this in your in the back of your mind like okay well i only have this amount of time left and, and yeah, to work the ticking things out the time bomb kind of thing and which is sometimes overused and kind of but i like that it was almost played out in real time yeah and and that's again what like i i i don't disagree with you with the predictability of of where things go and like even some of the visuals of that like there's 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 something in the the opening shot of this film that is very very french um in terms yeah. of and it's and i think it kind of gives away what the movie is right yeah. away and i i would i would compare it to clearly what it's alluding to but i think that kind of gives away the twist because i'm like right from the beginning i even wrote like a quick note being like this seems like a blank and i'll talk to you about it after but i'm sure you know what i'm talking about but it's 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 symbolic too of like the like jean-pierre genet did something similar in another movie that i won't name because i don't want to give anything away but it's almost like certain there's a certain sort of quality of uh, uh, a body horror element to it as well that i think I actually kind of like that um, no, same. quite a yeah. bit and I think it's effective. But but again, like I think, you know, we can also talk about like the idea that this movie, you know, has some sort of 
topical qualities to it, you know, being sort of sort of integrated with a pandemic and sort of thinking about mm-hmm. it in that way. But um yeah, but I, even I was, then, like, I don't know how to even talk about those points without even. Yeah, really I don't know either, kinda, other than just kind of mentioning it on a kind of just a brief level that you know they do have this sort of sort of key idea that there's this virus sort of you know spreading, and that's you know the idea of of what's going on there. I think is interesting, but it's also you know like we again we can't talk about it too much without getting into certain spoilers, um, but. I think overall it works. I think it it works for yeah. what it is, and I think you know again it's all on Melanie Laurent and the direction of her within this confined space, and you feel the tension. I almost wish that they cut out any of the flashbacks or sort of I the temporal sort of um, structure of it because I think Some it would have made it, it even more like tense. With the- the lab stuff and like um with the rats and reminding me of like tango that, and cash like, the rats yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I, I that stuff i could deal with but i think it was all the like the it felt a little heavy-handed or or again alluding to what the overall what the movie was about um with the husband and, and things like that that's the stuff that i could have done without and like and i mean i even liked her looking up this isn't spoiling anything. What like on the AI program, she was looking up because she doesn't know who she is. She wakes up without really much of a memory and stuff like her looking at like articles and stuff about her and and, and things like that. Like I could have done with some environmental storytelling and just kind of alluding to maybe headlines or something on this computer rather than needing her to watch videos and then us cut into it. Um, But there is a little bit of that within sort of the conversation that she has with Milo and and trying to contact somebody outside of the cryo chamber. Yeah. And and that works, you know, for the, the exposition quite well, like in terms of handling sort of, you know, getting out, you know, character backstory and information as you kind of, learn things again like in real time it's it, it it sort of narratively speaking i think is the strongest aspect of of the film and 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 sort of like you know she's learning as she goes along and and so are you and you know there are certain fragments that are coming back in her memory but it's not all there and you know you're piecing together the puzzle and and obviously it wants you to do it with the character as the character is learning them but you know some of it you can kind of piece together more quickly by yourself because you're sort of out of the situation and you're not in danger with her in the environment. So, Mm -hmm. um, and again, if you've seen, you know, movies of this ilk before, you'll kind of have an idea of where it's going, but I think it does it well enough that um, I was completely invested in sort of the character's journey. And I really liked that, you know, it kind of goes to a place where it's always kind of, you know, one problem might be solved or one situation is sort of being dealt with. And then something else presents itself as, as being another problem to deal with. And it's like one thing after another piles up and, you know, you get one thing done and then there's another to sort of figure out. And I love that kind of stuff. And, and it reminds me a little stuff, like you have to give up something to gain something. Yeah. And, like Matt yeah. Damon's character, you know, in the Martian specifically, yeah. you know, where like you have to kind of roll with the punches, but you also have to, uh, you know, be willing to kind of, you know, keep your head above water. And I think that that's 
the important talking about aquatic horror and and mm-hmm. both piranha 3d and, and crawl and and this even feels a little bit almost like aquatic horror in, in a weird way mm-hmm. like i almost feel like this well, is anything this- when you're running out of like air, air yeah right? like yeah it's got that claustrophobic and someone who like I always, I struggle with like um, with when, with my anxiety and stuff, like getting a deep breath. So movies like this always kind of like um, get under my skin sometimes too, because when I see people struggling to breathe, it like <laughs> hits me hard in movies. Right, uh, and Melanie Laurent so. directed a, a really wonderful coming of age movie called Breathe, which I also uh, recommend yeah. people check out. So um, she's great, and I really think that she carries the movie. And yeah, she's quite good, dude. I turned on the English dub for a second just to kind of uh oh yeah and because i'm like i guess this movie could work that way because you have an ai that you never see um and i thought i'm like oh maybe she just did her own dub because she speaks fluent english yeah and i'm like oh maybe it's just she just did she'll have a french accent but she'll um she'll do her own voice so i turned it on for a second i'm like oh no (laughs) oh no 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 yeah the the english dub Um, i i i had some problems with that like I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure it out because it wouldn't allow me to get in there first when I was actually, Oh, did it start English for you? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. See, Netflix does that, which I don't love. Like, I don't love that. They just to try and trick people. They put their trailers in English and then they start the movie in English. Yeah. They did that with the platform last year. I remember where I was like, I was watching and I was like, no, this is, this is strange. And and again, I was, I was taken off guard because I didn't watch the trailer for oxygen. So I was thinking, oh, is this going to be in English? And then when yeah. she starts talking, you know, right away, because you know what Melanie Laurent sounds like in English, this exactly. almost sounds like some sort of hybrid between like Nicole Kidman or, um, it was Anne Hathaway strange. or something like that. And, and Anne Especially- Hathaway was going to be the lead in this when it was an American, uh, oh, sort yeah. of production. So yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I guess that's probably not part of our contract to do our own dub. It's just something Netflix does on their own because they know people won't watch. But it's watch, bad. You know? But it's it's, it's bad. bad. But there are uh, unfortunately a lot of people. That's because I remember that with Dark, the Netflix series that people really liked, the German um, show, and it was automatically set to English when and it starts with a voiceover, which they always do to try and trick you again so you don't realize right away. <laughs> and then um so yeah, the English dub, I, I highly suggest you you watch the movie in its original intended language, which is French with subtitles. Um and uh it sounds way more natural and way more, you know, organic and and you actually get Melanie Laurent's solid performance instead of someone just dubbing over her. So I would have maybe gone like, okay, I understand if, if it was her doing her own dub, then I'd be like more forgiving of it, I guess. But, then you, with, but um, you still lose uh, uh, Matthew Almerich uh, as well yeah, because he's then, that he's he's not in the English dub right at all because it's just a, it's just like another English voice actor well, that replaces. Well, that's him. what I mean. Like, yeah, but same with Melanie Laurent. No, right? I like, know that but she's physically them. there, but like yes, he's yeah, yeah. gone completely, which completely. is strange. But then that's why I thought it would have been easy to kind of like again, and he speaks English as well, yeah. right? So like you could have gotten them both to do it, but maybe that's getting them to do the whole movie over again. That's not really uh, they'll just get someone cheaper. Um, yeah, but Netflix can pay for that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, Come God, on, I know, I know. Um, so yeah, I I think it's a a, a decent little um, singular thriller, and um, I don't think I'm quite on um, as high as you are, Eric. But like, I have another gripe, which is in sort of spoiler territory. But there's um, a sequence with uh, with um, 
makeup that I just did not like. Oh all. yeah, yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. I yeah. hated it. I and hated I, it, and I agree and with like, you on that. I yeah, but I, I think that's there's specific. We've talked about this on the regular show. When it comes to makeup, it's really hard to do something when it comes to the the human physique. Um, yeah, that that is. It, it, and it's shit like that that dropped it for me, like with the but kind it's, of predictable it's such a small, like, it's such it a is, small part like of it. That stuff, just like you know, like there's certain things in movies that will just annoy the shit out of you, and like that is one of them. And um, I have specific examples, but I don't want to say them because again, it kind of alludes to what what I'm talking about. But when you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, that shit just like completely rips me out. And then that ties into the twists of the movie, which I didn't necessarily like. They're fine twists, but like I would have just been like, I don't know, maybe they needed to be earlier in the plot and then do something a little bit different because when the movie's riding on like that being a big revelation in the final act. And then, and then the thing I'm talking about kind of attaching onto that, it just kind of ripped me right out of it and kind of left me with a little bit of a, like I really dug the like two thirds of the movie or three quarters of the movie. And then I feel like once you get the last reveal and then the solution to everything is like, or the, the final like kind of sequence is what kind of left me with a little bit of a sour taste just because like, it's a totally serviceable or fine, you know, final act. But like, um, I just, I, I did think it was a, a decent little, you know, thriller for three quarters of it. And then like that last little bit, I just couldn't get on board with. And then I feel like if you don't quite stick the landing, um, I, it kind of makes me go, ah, was this movie okay or not? And then I ended up kind of still enjoying it, but, um, so I'm going to give it, um, a three out of five. Like I still dug it, but, um, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Again, I really, uh, enjoyed the performance and the direction, but I understand, like, I, I think, you know, the, what you're saying in terms of being critical of it is fair. And I think that, those are some of the problems even I had with it, but I'm able to kind of overlook some of them. Yeah. Just because, because you enjoy the other stuff. Yeah. And it was in the moment. And again, it was a very visceral kind of movie going experience. And when you, you look at Aja's other films, it's interesting to see him weirdly kind of refine himself in, in, in yeah. an interesting way. So yeah, I, 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 agree with I, that. I dug it. Yeah. And but vice please versa. I see where you're watch the, 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 the French version. Yeah. Please. For the love of God, please. <laughs> Um, but I know there, I mean, everyone listening to this will probably watch the French version, but like, I know like most people on Netflix will just let it ride and go, why doesn't her voice match? And then realize halfway through that they're watching a dub version, but, um, and then not care. So <laughs> it's life. Um, I hope to not spill another coffee on my carpet. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, if you like this, we have, other reviews up right now um, that you guys can check out. Uh, we have a review for Profile, um, which you guys can check out. Uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Um, what else do we got, Eric? Well, uh, Matt, we also have a review for uh, The Woman in the Window coming up soon. Yep. So you can uh, check that out. Mortal Kombat, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, there's a ton of stuff, uh, available right now on the site that you can check out and our regular show, which, uh, we just posted the 91st, uh, draft. 
Yeah, so go check that out. Uh, please check us out on Letterboxd. We have a new Letterboxd page where all of our reviews and drafts and ratings and um, schedules and things, it's our, kind of our hub for everything we do. So Letterboxd, Untitled Podcast, um, you can find us there. And we'll be sharing those on our all of our other socials, which is Untitled underscore cast. Um, please drop us a review if you would be so kind. And as always, uh, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work uh, around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Love is life, oxygen. You get too much, you get too high, not enough, and you're going to die.